Wednesday, March 9th, 2021. Two plus years of podcasting have turned me into a nocturnal animal that reviews horror movies. But sometimes we review movies that aren't horror movies, but comic book movies that take inspiration from other movies that are kind of horror movies. And this tonight is one of those movies. They think I lurk in the shadows, but I am the shadows. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know if I can. that confused uh, you at all? <laughs> I don't know if I could keep that voice up for the entire episode. What I'm is up, folks? So what bad, is man. going on? <laughs> my like name is Mike. <laughs> yes, uh, my name is Mike. I am, in fact, not the Batman, but I am your host. I am the host of America's Hometown Horror, and thanks for tuning back into another episode, our first episode of March. Uh, don't have a theme this month, really. March Madness, I guess. I don't know. But we did the two theme months in January and February. Hope you enjoyed Found Footage February. And uh, tonight we're going to do something a little bit different, but a movie that I think is probably warranted on this podcast. And uh, the chair to my right here is empty because Catherine is not joining us since she did not see said film that we are going to discuss tonight. But I am joined by my buddy, Andrew. What's up? What's going on? Ready to bring the vengeance tonight, baby. Oh, baby. I am vengeance indeed. I am ready. I am ready. And of course, if you have seen the title of this episode, you know we are going to be talking about the Batman, which we saw merely, uh, what, about 72 hours ago, not even. And uh, you may be asking yourself, why are you covering a comic book movie uh, on a horror movie podcast? And I would say to you, Andrew, I feel like this movie, uh, you know, kind of fits a little bit. I would also say, too, regardless if it fits horror genre, it's the fucking Batman, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So (laughs) We've been waiting for this movie for so long. uh, Very, very, very long. It feels like it's been quite a long time uh, since we've had a good Batman movie, and I think that uh, it's safe to say that this movie, according to the box office, according to the reviews that are in from critics... According to audiences and according to these two podcasters, it is uh, it is well worth the wait. So, if uh, this is the type of uh, type of episode that you're not really interested in, then I'm sorry. Uh, come back next week, and we'll be talking about something else that is definitely horror with our buddy Matt Audet. But uh, if you're a huge Batman fan like I am, strap in, folks, because we're gonna do some uh, some Batman talk about the Batman. But anyway, before we do that, I know you and I have kind of had a busy couple of weeks getting back into work and everything, but uh, what's been going on? You watched anything spooky? I know you watched... What was the title of that fucking movie that you told me you watched watched this this, I think it was on Amazon. (laughs) It might have been a Shudder movie, but I can't remember. It's not made by Shudder, but it was uh, like 1972. It was Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was entertaining, uh, to say the least, like... The homophobia in this movie, rampant, oh, out of control. Like, the police are just, like, he's basically just trying to pin this murder on this kid because he's convinced that he's gay with the basketball coach and that he killed his lover. Like, there is some, like, it is. There, it does tie in so I can understand him having that thought, but just his, like, hatred for gay people is through the roof. I'm like, yeah. you need to... Pull it together. Like, this movie, I was like, oh, my God, like, today, you couldn't even come close. Um, But it's basically about this woman who's supposedly this young man's aunt who his parents die in a car accident 
because she basically cut the brakes on their car and they just like go careening down a mountain to begin the movie. And like, yeah. the first death is pretty awesome. Like, the guy hits the back of a truck with a tree sticking out of it and it yep. goes right through his head and then the car goes out of control off a mountain. And Jesus. Like, <laughs> but it's, um, it's basically like, kind of like, almost like, you know, the, the scorned mother whose child's about to leave her and everyone ends up leaving her. So she does all this fucked up shit so that he won't leave and go away to college so that he'll stay. Interesting. Like she pretends to get raped and then murders the guy and says that she was defending herself. Jesus. And then basically like poisons the kid before his basketball game because the scout's coming to watch it. So he's like, yeah, he yeah, like yeah. passes out on the yeah. court and just like. Good God. Sounds like a really <laughs> demented case of uh, mun- mun- Munchausen the, the, by the, proxy. Uh, the woman, the mother in the movie, does a f- she's phenomenal in this. It's actually. Yeah. Not a bad movie. I yeah. would recommend watching it if you got an hour and a half to kill and you want to watch something demented. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And we can find this on uh, Amazon Prime or Shutter, sure one of the Prime. two. Yeah, okay. If you have Amazon Prime. Dude, Amazon Prime has those deep cuts, man. Dude, that can, when you movie. when you pair it with Shutter, it does have those those really really big deep. And once cuts. and once you like once it gets an idea of what you're watching, yeah. you get even these more like stuff that you probably would never find on there. I'm like, oh, yeah, what is yeah, this? Yeah. And I watch this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Interesting stuff. So, uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, the Andrew, Andrew fucking weird out there horror movie recommendation of the week. Maybe we should turn that into a weekly There's uh, usually thing. one. <laughs> there is usually one. There is usually one. I mean, we have, I've, I haven't watched a ton of stuff. Uh, Kat and I, well, I told you we watched that stupid invent, Inventing Anna show, which is uh, not not horror at all. But, uh, yeah, not not good. Not not good at all. All right, with that being said, you want to just jump right dick first, right into the Batman here, buddy? Dude, I always want to jump dick first. <laughs> okay, Batman. all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, you probably are aware that there is a new movie in theaters that is called The Batman, which is the uh, newest take on the Caped Crusader, the Dark Knight, if you will, uh, the the protector of Gotham City. And, Andrew, safe to say that you, like I, uh, are a huge Batman person, right? Love Batman. I don't like much superhero stuff, but I've always liked Batman for some reason. I'm in the same boat. And I think probably one of the reasons that I've always gravitated more towards Batman, he's just the best superhero. But also I think that there's a darkness and an edge there. Especially, uh, you know, like that came about in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, to the character, to the stories, and also he has the best villains out of any of the superheroes. Easily, I think easily, I think that that makes the Batman so interesting is are the villains that he you know he pairs up against. And uh, so this, if I remember correctly, is the thirteenth live action movie that uh, that features the Batman, or maybe it's not that. Okay, so. Here's what we've had so far. So let's start off. Uh, Batman 1966. This is a movie based on the Batman TV series starring Adam West. Then we have the Batman 1989 movie, which uh, was the first appearance of Michael Keaton as Batman. Then we, uh, you know, you get Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You get Batman Returns, which is the sequel to that. Keaton again as Batman. You get Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And you get Danny DeVito as some sort of weird penguin creature, which (laughs) I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Batman Batman Returns is a fucking weird movie. Very, very strange. Then you get the uh, the two Joel Schumacher Batman movies, which I think were really where the uh, the Batman franchise started to go off the rails a little bit. Batman Forever, not a terrible movie. You get Val Kilmer stepping into the role of Batman. Uh, you get uh, Two-Face played by Tommy Lee Jones. You get Jim Carrey playing a very different version of the Riddler than what's in this movie here. And you get the introduction of Robin played by Chris O'Donnell. Uh, decent movie, not horrible, but then really, oh man, the... 
the suck to end all suck of Batman movies, Batman and Robin, which was released in 1997 and pretty much killed the Batman franchise dead in the water for about eight years. You get George Clooney playing Batman, who is just not suited to play Batman. You get Chris O'Donnell returning as, as Robin. Alicia Silverstone playing Batgirl. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I gotta Ivy. say, Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, yummy. Yeah, I, I know. I not bad. That. Not bad. Uh, the time, I had a thing for him when I was younger. There so. you go. There you go. A little, little from Clueless to Batman and Robin. Uh, Uma Thurman plays Poison Ivy. Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably the most miscast role of all time, playing Mr. Freeze. Just a walking catchphrase for the entire movie, and you get uh, Bane in it, who's just essentially a henchman. Uh, and then, uh, I think really where my Batman fandom peaked and went into an obsession was the trilogy of Christopher Nolan movies that started with Batman Begins in 2005. You sure it didn't start before that with it, the animated series? It, uh, animated series was always one of my favorite things as well. So actually, yeah, you're, you're probably They actually right have there. some uh, Batman movies, cartoons on... Uh, HBO, HBO Max, Max has and the they're whole made thing. by the same people that did the animated series. There's yes, some. Yes, like, they, yep, yes they are. Also, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, animated movie, but a fantastic Batman movie. I don't think I've seen that. Never? No. Oh, it's based on the animated series, so oh, it's awesome. Really, 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 I, I really mean, good. it's possible that I saw it and I just don't remember. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so obviously the Nolan trilogy, you get Batman Begins to kick it off. This is where Christian Bale starts playing Batman. And these movies really kind of kicked Batman into the stratosphere if he wasn't already there. You get Batman Begins, followed by The Dark Knight, which is probably one of, if not the best Batman movie or best comic book movie ever made. Debatable after this movie, I would say to you. It's close. Yep. Then you get that trilogy capped off with The Dark Knight Rises, which... Uh, left not, something to be desired. Yeah, left something to be desired. Too many in the story, but I, I liked... Like the opening scene's awesome, but that just it just Great like stuff. went downhill from. I like what they tried to do with Bane, uh, but obviously the highlight of that trilogy is is Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker in The yeah. Dark Knight. I mean, tough to ever top something like that. Then you get uh, Ben Affleck stepping into the role as Batman in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice and in the Justice League movie, which both those movies were bombs, but they do feature Batman. So this is technically Batman's thirteenth live action appearance on the big screen so uh my long winded windedness there is essentially to arrive at this point um where would you say that the batman ranks in the pantheon of batman movies andrew i mean it's easily top three easily top three. batman begins is up there it's in the top three dark yeah. knight is probably number one yeah just, I mean, it's tough, though. Like, this is right there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's 1A, 1B, and then... Yeah. Batman I feel like the, the easy answer for everyone is that the, the Dark Knight is the best Batman movie. And I, I would not argue with you there. It's a great movie. But I would say, for me, personally... And obviously, this is a big if. Heath Ledger makes that movie. It's not a movie, really, about Batman. It is a movie about the Joker that Batman is featured in. And I'm not a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, Christian Bale's take on Batman. And I feel like The Batman is a better story overall. 100% better story. And is a is more of a movie about Batman. I think if you take Heath Ledger's performance out, oh, it's yeah. not even close. Of course, of course. So yeah, I, 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 I loved this movie. I'm trying not to let recency bias cloud my judgment. But I would say to you... 
um, that this is easily in the conversation for the best Batman movie and probably one of the best comic book movies of all time. I think it really is going to depend on what type of Batman stories you like. Um, this is an incredibly dark movie. Not only like dark being <coughs> lit, God bless you, but dark in terms of the content, dark in terms of the story, in terms of the characters, in terms of Gotham City as a whole. The whole thing is just very, very dark. So if you like that type of stuff, <laughs> bless you, which I do, and I know you do. I love. I, I think that that is going to either make you appreciate or not appreciate as much this movie. Like, if you like lighter takes on Batman, this is not the movie for you. I would even hesitate to say that this is a movie that you should bring your kids to see. <laughs> like, if you like, like, I would say, like, for darker kind of comic book themed movies, you get yeah. this, you get the Dark Man, which are actually very yeah. underrated. I yep. like those movies with Liam Neeson. Yep. And then, um, Sin City. Yeah, Sin very, City. Very dark. The Crow. Um, uh, Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. Excellent movie, yeah. Um, I always forget that movie's based on a comic book right? or a graphic so, novel, right? It's so bizarre. Yeah. I think it's a graphic novel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But this is definitely, it's like seven. Like, yeah. With Batman. Yeah, which is an awesome idea for a story. And I think that, that you can clearly see the influence that seven had on this movie. movie like, I, I feel like this is a, Matt Reeves, good director, uh, made some good movies. But this is essentially like a Fincher movie with Batman. It, it's, it has a lot of, you know, stylistic nods to not only seven but like zodiac yep obviously um so it, it's it's very dark and i think the biggest reason for me that this movie fits on this podcast is uh the riddler character that's oh, yeah. in this movie which i mean you take john doe from seven mix him with jigsaw from the saw probably movies. the best take on the riddler i i think i mean not even not even, not close. even a question not even close because i don't think there's really been that great of a take on the Riddler. no i, I would agree he's always with been either. this kind of this honky like not honky, but like, yeah. What's the word? Goofy, cheesy, goofy, cheesy, yeah. campy. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Jim Carrey, his portrayal of the Riddler in Batman Forever, you know, much, much more in line with that style of the Riddler oh, yeah. than uh, than this one. But uh, I mean, yeah, th this movie, it is a. It, like, I, I just can't emphasize like how dark it is and nihilistic, which I really, really loved. But again, if you're not into that type of story for your Batman. Uh, you might not like it as much, but for me, I thought that they absolutely nailed it, hit it out of the park. This was, I, I, eas I mean, easily the best movie I've seen this year and probably in the conversation for my favorite Batman movie. I, I have to give it a little bit more time, I think, because I do love The Dark Knight so much. I have so a feeling much. that this is going to be a great year for new movies. Yeah. Not, not necessarily horror-related, but just in general. Like, yeah. There's so many good movies, I feel like, that are coming out that it's going to be like... Banger after banger. Yeah. We're, we're, we were owed this. We deserve it. I that. think so, too. And, we I mean, e even, like, sitting watching the trailers before yeah. the Batman, we got the trailer for Nope again and the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion, which I know we talked about both those. That was the, what was that trailer Seth was talking about? We didn't see it. Oh, for The Northman. The yeah. New, the new yeah. Robert, Eber I'm, I'm Robert Eggers that, movie. see that trailer. Yeah. Fuck. But, I mean... Uh, those two movies alone, both those trailers, I'm like, yeah, let's let's fucking go, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I I mean, I guess we we can probably talk about this spoiler free at first. If you haven't seen Batman yet, I would just say my without spoiling it for you, drop what you're doing, go see this movie right now. If you're a Batman fan, you've already seen it, I'm sure. But if you if you've been putting it off, go go see. I it. would also recommend if you can do a matinee. Yeah, it's a long movie. What did you did you think it was too long? It's a, um, it's three hours long. It's two hours. There's and no way that minutes. you can make a movie. 
and it be three hours long and it's not too long. Now, it's not Lord of the Rings three hours too long because that was like the last half hour of that movie. Like, what are we doing? Let's yeah. just end it. Yeah. I didn't find much dead time watching it. I didn't I didn't, think so I didn't have the urge to go to the bathroom. Like, I didn't either. Granted, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. But that was intentional. I yeah. made sure not to drink anything before I went. Me, Sorry. Me too. But I wasn't like, okay, we, can we just end the movie at any point? It was just like... Yeah. I feel like it ended... I feel like it was the appropriate time for what they did yeah. in the movie. I don't feel like it was like stretched out for just the sake of stretching it out. Yeah. There was a lot of character development in there, which I Tons, thought was good. Was because, awesome. you know, they're not doing an origin story for Batman, which I thought was great. I don't need another Batman origin story. I don't need another scene of Martha and Thomas Wayne getting killed, which they did not include, which I was so happy about. I, I mean, again, I said to you guys right when we left the movie, I could have sat there and watched another three hours of this of this universe, these characters. It was so good. I had no urge to get up and go to the bathroom. I couldn't even tell you a good time to get up and do it because I think everything in there is essential to the story that they're trying to tell. There's maybe one point where they could have ended the movie and I would have been okay with it and they could have done more what they of what they did in the sequel, but it's a minor, minor, minor nitpick. Um... So yeah, it's three hours long, so strap in, prepare for that. Don't make sure you drink a whole big thing of water before you go in there. Or, you know, don't gulp down your whole big soda uh, within the first 20 minutes of the movie because you'll be missing out on good stuff if you uh, get up to take a whiz. So, uh, yeah, I I would say we we probably can't go too, too much more without spoiling this movie. So, again, I would say best movie of the year for me so far. It's only March, but uh, this is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, go see the Batman. And, uh, all right, spoilers from this point forward. So, all right. So, Andrew, just give me some thoughts on this movie, what you liked about the characters, what you like about the story. Just, I don't know, what do you think? Um, what I liked about the most is I feel like they made Batman a lot more realistic as to what he would be. Like, you always get these, like, he's some playboy, like, which makes sense. I mean, he has all this money and stuff like that, but... You can't really relate to him. Yeah. It's hard to relate. They made him very relatable. Like, I liked how certain scenes, like, there was one where he uh, had his, like, flying squirrel suit. And you could you could tell that he was extremely nervous to do this. Jumping off buildings. He's yeah, ju- he's not because, just, yeah. Because you should be nervous. You, <laughs> you're not just some invincible, just because you have a bat suit on doesn't mean you're invincible. Yeah. You're still jumping off and you can't, and he, and he did end up being smashed into, like, a bridge and, like, landed on top of the car. And, yeah. Like, got probably probably should have died there. Yeah, probably could have died. <laughs> um, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. I really, I loved how they made out, um... His his dad wasn't that awesome man that ever that he always thought he was, which yeah. explains why. Um, not that he knew it, but I, I like how it. I like how I feel like that added such much better character development with Batman mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne because you saw him towards the end realize my dad wasn't this great person, so I need to. Because it was the whole time throughout the movie, you have Alfred basically saying, you know, you have this family name, you got to respect the family name, and it turns out the family name's shit. So he does what he wants to do to kind of try and change it and make it a good name and right. help out people right. instead of, you know, basically turning his back on people like his dad did, essentially, yeah. and bought out. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there. Um, Pattinson's definitely doing something different here with Batman and different with Bruce Wayne than probably anybody else that's played him before. He, I think he's definitely playing the character as much more of like a recluse 
much more, you know, the, the big the, the big thing going around is that he's essentially an emo Batman, which he, he is. Um, looks like you should be listening to, you know, Welcome to the Black Parade and the Batmobile Hawthorne on the way to go, you know, fucking kick some ass. Um, you know, he's he's got like the, there's the shot where he pulls off his, his helmet and he's got like the uh, the black eyeliner dripping down his face. It looks like a mix between like you know Robert Smith from The Cure and The Crow. It, it's it's really it's an interesting stylistic choice that I feel like it worked, which is funny because so Matt Reeves said one of the inspirations that he drew, in, one of the one of the inspirations that he used while writing this movie was he listened to a lot of Nirvana. So you get some Nirvana music in this movie or the same song a couple of different times. And he said that his Bruce Wayne was influenced by Kurt Cobain. Huh. So you can kind of see that a little bit. He's definitely got like a grungy emo feel oh. to him. You know, he's not interested in being the playboy billionaire. I mean, I think you only see him I mean, as Bruce Wayne in the movie for maybe 15 minutes. Suffice it to say, too, I don't think he gets laid. No. God, no. Like, he could barely... He was he was struggling just to kiss fucking Catwoman. Yeah. The time. I was like, yeah. you're Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like, Bruce no. Wayne, baby. See, and I like I, I was I was a liffy on that too because I kind of like my Bruce Wayne to be like a cool guy, like someone that you you know it, it is like a you know a cool a cool guy that you want to know that his his coping mes- mechanism for losing his parents is being fucking Batman, but otherwise he has his shit together. But I thought it was interesting the way that that, that Pattinson played this, and I thought him as Batman it was very convincing. I know I was talking to Seth about this earlier today, but I, I like seeing a leaner, more ninja-like Batman, and he gets his ass kicked in this movie. He's not... Oh, he's not unbeatable. He's, he, yeah, he's not unbeatable, uh, but I, I, I kind of think if, he, if Batman's going to be like a crazy ninja in the shadows that flies around and beats the shit out of people, he should be more like a ninja. In the yeah, born of the dark. <laughs> not built like a brick shithouse. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that was interesting, and, and I think, obviously, there are a lot... This is a big-time ensemble movie, so... Let's just go right down the line here. So, like, what did you think of like the big pieces in this movie? What did you think? Of, let, let's let's talk about the Riddler. T- talk to me about the Riddler. <laughs> um, I think he should get some awards. He was great. for his portrayal. Paul Dano was amazing, and it's not surprising because he's been awesome and you know taking lives, prisoners. He was great in. Yeah. Um, uh, there will, there be, will blood. be blood. He's, he's I love awesome. That movie. I love yep. that movie. There's talk about a long movie. Oh but, yeah. Um, that draws on. Um, he's fantastic. His portrayal, like. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's scary. so dark, and he is very scary. Like, I mean, if he died during the filming of this movie, you could probably say the same things that you said about Heath Ledger. About Ledger. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I too. Mean, I think so, too. And there's definitely some parallels between the character of the Joker and the Dark Knight in this movie. There's like a... There's a big interrogation scene between Batman and the Riddler once the Riddler's captured... Um, but I mean, like he's dude, got his followers that are yeah, he's got like, like it's, the it's, Joker has yeah, it's it's really really good stuff. But I mean, essentially, he is the Zodiac killer. Like you, the opening of the movie, the first five minutes of the movie is a horror movie. It, it's like it's the Riddler spying on someone that he eventually will kill, the mayor, looking through binoculars, breathing through his mask. You hear him breathing. He's like Michael Myers for Christ's sake. Yeah. And then there's a jump scare where all of a sudden it just cuts to a flash of light and you see him standing in the room behind the guy like creepy, creepy shit. And then he's, you know, leaving these cards behind for Batman. He's leaving these ciphers. So he essentially is the Zodiac killer. The look of him looks like the one sketch drawing of the Zodiac yeah. killer that they had from those two. That had one, to have yeah, been an inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, so he was great. I also thought even some of the smaller roles in this movie, two of the MVPs for me, 
where Colin Farrell is the Penguin and John Turturro is Carmine Falcone. Oh, they were both Stole awesome. every scene they were in the two of them. Colin Farrell was phenomenal. Yeah, he was awesome. Dude, I loved I loved yeah. his take on the Penguin. Yeah. That, that car chase scene, like, I don't usually get into car chase scenes, but that car chase scene was awesome. And it was because of Colin Farrell and Pattinson. Yeah. Like, they made, great like, the stuff. explosions and all that and the loud noises. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. But just, it was... Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you, this is definitely a movie... It kind of reminded me of the Dark Knight scene where the Joker's driving the semi. Yeah. And he's being chased. Like, it yep. was that same... It was, like, so there was a lot of, like, parallels to both movies where you could see the inspiration. Yeah. Um... But it was so good. So good. Oh, I can't. I, I will say. I got to see this again. I, I want to I, I see it again. I may want to see it in theaters again. See, see it, seeing it in theater. Oh, I'm definitely going to see it when it comes out of theaters, but I want to see it in theaters again. The scene specifically where you are, you see the Batmobile in action for the first time, I could feel my ass rumbling oh, in the seat. It was There was something about that so loud. scene. I don't know what it was, just like. That's what I also like too. Like his motorcycles, his cars—they're not like these like crazy souped-up Batmobiles. Yeah, they're like very normal vehicles. Yeah, and it's—it just adds to that element of making mm. it more realistic. It's like the same thing I enjoyed too was how he had his two separate Batmans. He had his Batman when he's out fighting crime, and then he has his reconnaissance Batman, yep. where he's out investigating stuff where he's just basically Bruce Wayne riding around on his little motorcycle. Yeah. Like piece of shit motorcycle. With his gator on, his yeah, hat his gator on, on, his, his, hat, his little eye makeup. Yeah, and he's yeah. just driving around being super emo, probably yeah. crying, listening to Hollywood yeah, yeah, Heights. Yeah, de- definitely. Ohio definitely. is for lovers. And he's like, I'll <laughs> never find anybody. <laughs> didn't he say, like he, uh, didn't Robert Pattinson mention something about how often he jerked off for, in this role? Oh, I, 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 I heard something about that. Like, his, <laughs> like he felt like that was his character. Was he just beat off all the time? I bet you this Bruce Wayne does give it a <laughs> give it a yerk. Probably, well, probably at least, laid, at least so daily. Yeah, for he sure. Goes, Zoe Kravitz is there, and he's like, "Oh God, I gotta go home." Yeah, I think. All right, so let's talk about Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle, who I I don't think is actually referred to as Catwoman once in the entire movie. Um, I liked her a lot more than I thought I would. Actually, she was awesome. Yeah, good Catwoman. Good take on Catwoman. Very good. A badass. Um. Essential to the story. A more noble too. Catwoman, too. Yeah. It wasn't like she was just trying to rob people for money. She was, like, just trying to help her friend. Yeah. Who was some, like, Russian prostitute, essentially. Yeah. Or, like, you know, out. yeah, call girl working at yeah. the, the Iceberg Lounge. And, and that, she wasn't just going around robbing people. She was just trying to get her passport back. Yeah, yeah. And and the money she did rob, she she was she deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um... I thought she was good. Good chemistry with with uh, Pattinson. Awesome chemistry. Very good. And she, like I said, essential to the story. Plays a big part. And uh, she's in it. She's essentially, I think, the second main character of the movie. Yeah, like of the yeah, of the uh, of like, like of the the, good on, guys. the ensemble. Um, speaking of good guys, what did you think of Andy Serkis as Alfred? I thought I love Andy Serkis. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. I thought it was interesting. This Alfred didn't. Doesn't really help Batman much. Mm. He just kind of does his own thing. He's more concerned about are you going to be here for this meeting? Are you going to be here for that? Yeah. Doesn't like do anything like that. The Alfred from like take Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Take Michael Caine. He's like helping him. It's your father's day. And that's all that's left of him. Like in this one, he's just like. It's almost Solving. like he's judging him yeah, a little the whole bit. time. A little bit. He de- he definitely seems skeptical of what he, Bruce he's, he's, is he's, doing. Yeah, he's more. He's more devoted to Bruce Wayne's father than he is to him. He yeah. cares more about the, yeah. the family legacy than him. I think the only real help that he gave him was helping trying to solve those ciphers. 
Um, I would like, it. yeah, I, I want to see more of Alfred. And I think that was just to show off his intellect. I don't yeah. think that was actually to, sh- yeah. to help him. Yeah, and then he definitely drops in there. One of the lines he has is that he was in, like, the British Special Forces, so you know that he has that military background. So I would like to see more of him helping Bruce out in the sequels. Maybe, maybe we'll get an origin of which story. Is, oh, God, I hope not. Isn't there a show? There is a show called uh, Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Yeah, it's, it's Alfred's origins Alfred as, like, a Pennyworth. spy. Which I would rather, if, i got to say, though, if you had to choose between Andy Serkis or Michael Caine, it's, it's Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine's great. By far. Him as Alfred in the in the Nolan trilogy, he's great. He's fantastic. Dude, he's great in, like, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, another good guy who I thought was phenomenal. Uh, great casting. Great take on the character was uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, or I think it's Lieutenant Gordon in this. Um, way better than Gary Oldman. Yeah. I think. He I did feel a much like better job. I enjoyed his character a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Nothing seemed forced in his acting side. Like Gary Oldman, like I feel like he was like trying too hard. Oldman, it seemed more of like he his character of Lieutenant or Commissioner Gordon was like looking up to Batman. I feel like Jeffrey Wright was kind of playing it as he was Batman's partner. Well, I feel like you know? this whole this whole storyline, it's it it's everyone feels that way because he's Batman. He's not he's not. No one holds him higher than who he really is. Right. He's just a guy, some vigilante. Yep. Vigilante. Vigilante. (laughs) A vigilante. Like, I liked how they don't, like, they don't blow Batman the whole movie. Yeah. He pretty much just gets by. I mean, he's He's still still at odds with the cops, aside from from Lieutenant Gordon, whatever he is in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I, I like how they're not doing what they were doing, like, you know, in the Batman v Superman and Justice League movies where the fucking stupid Batman is Sasquatch thing. Like, everyone knows he's out there. Like, he's, he's still young. He's still developing. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, even the villains don't, like, not even the villains, but, like, even, like, the street thugs and the piece of crap people, they don't really respect Batman that much. They're like, always. Oh, they fear him. They fear for him. For sure. I but, thought that but was when probably they actually one of the see him, sequences. I feel like they don't respect him the way that they would the other Batman. Yeah, probably not at this point. They're probably like, why don't you go cry? But the, you know what I thought was a good scene that kind of established where he was at in his career was the, the beginning where he has the voiceover where he's reading from his diary or his journal, whatever you want to call it. And it has that like compilation of the criminals out committing, you know, just minor crimes and they see the bat signal up in the sky and they automatically just look in the shadows thinking waiting. that he's yeah. there terrified. They play on that darkness a lot in this and I thought one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie I was just I was I I was I went from 6 to midnight was when uh Bruce infiltrates Carmine Falcone's section of the uh the the Iceberg Lounge yep. and he cuts the power and he is kicking the shit out of Falcone's henchmen, and the only times that you can see him are where uh, the hallway's lit up by the machine gun fire, and he's just absolutely hammering people. That was awesome. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, fantastic scene. Yeah. Let's yeah. not forget the score in this movie. Was oh, yeah, the music, the music was great. Music was awesome. great. I mean, between Nirvana, yeah. that one Nirvana song, and then just... Yeah. I mean, it did sound like I kept waiting for Darth Vader to come through the doors because it was so close to being very, a ripoff of that, close. but very it close. wasn't... But you can't go wrong with Darth Vader music. No, no. So to, I dug it. To, to, I, I mean, dug it. I, I, I like that where, a lot. In a day and age where everything's getting ripped off, you got Dua Lipa ripping off all these songs, oh, all these other it. artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. I think that's going to be up there for like one of the scores of the year. The, the score is phenomenal. It is I mean, and that's the great. Th- that's what I love about Batman movies. For the mo- well, recently, yeah, they always have a great score. Yeah, always. Um, so I know I had mentioned that there was one point where I thought the movie could have logically ended and that it, it could have set some more stuff up for the sequel. 
Um, so obviously, so the Riddler, you know, very much like John Doe in Seven, he gets himself caught on purpose. And he essentially, his followers, he's amassed like a group of online cult followers that are on like, you know, fringe people that are like, you know, doing deep dives on Reddit, that type of shit. And essentially he gets to do his bidding for them and like carry out an attack, uh, you know, at, at Gotham Square Garden against the new mayor who gets elected. But uh, Riddler ultimately blows up the seawall that's, you know, keeping the seas out of Gotham and the whole city floods. Yeah. And there's another about half hour after that where I thought they could have left this part probably in the second movie. Like, if the movie ended with the, the seawall being destroyed, I thought that would have been a cool way to end it, leave it on a yeah, cliffhanger Yeah, and then just like leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, but I, I, I liked what they did with it. I liked the way it ended. It, it definitely kind of ended it. I, I would say it ended it on a more positive note because you have Batman realizing that he needs to not just be a symbol of fear but a symbol of hope as well. But yeah, so end of the movie, we got Batman out there, Catwoman leaving to go to Bloodhaven, which a uh, little name drop for another uh, city in the DC universe that is home to Nightwing, Dick Grayson. I don't think we're going to be getting Dick Grayson in this movie or Nightwing or, or in this, this uh, Batman film franchise, but I guess we'll see. So Catwoman leaves for Bloodhaven, uh, Batman's still out there doing Batman things, and the Riddler is in uh, Arkham State Hospital. And it turns out that the Riddler has a little uh, cellmate next to him that he makes friends with. What did you think of this little reveal? Um, I would have preferred that they didn't do it. Okay. Because from the few seconds, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I see. It's so tough now. You're gonna always judge the Jokers now from here mm. on out. It didn't do it for me for the 10, 15, 20 seconds, however long mm. he was involved. Yeah. I hope. It works out. Yeah. I just didn't... It's tough, because you... Heath Ledger's la last one in your mind, Heath Ledger. And then you have this... Feel, it just felt forced and kind of hokey yeah. and, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Like, can we... Do we have to do the Joker and everything? Can we just do someone else? Yeah, so, so I, I liked this part, but I also... I understand completely where you're coming from. It, it, it's very, very quick. But, you know, obviously... It's hard to judge. It's it's hard to judge. You don't really get a very good look at him, but you get enough of a look to see that, like, there's something really fucked up going on with his face. It looks like like parts of his face are, are missing. missing. Yeah, which are great. Um, so it was an interesting look from what you can see, but it's essentially blink and you'll miss it. And he's not even credited as the Joker in the credits. He's credited... The, the actor playing the Joker is uh, Barry Keegan, uh, and he's credited as the unseen Arkham inmate. That's the name. But Matt Reeves has come out and said that this is this universe's version of the Joker, and that it doesn't necessarily mean that the he's Joker gonna, is going to be the, that he's going to be the villain of the next movie or the main villain of the next movie. I just personally, I like to know that he's out there. And oh, that he, there are there. multiple villains. All of Batman's rogues gallery are out there. My I faith like knowing is in the that. fact that he's not going to put all his eggs in one villain's basket. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could have a team up with the Joker and the Riddler, and the Riddler's going to get just as much playtime as the Joker, which is what I like, because he didn't, like, he did, like, the Riddler and uh, the Penguin mm -hmm. got pretty even playtime, I felt like. Yeah. Like, they were both involved in major sections of the movie. So I don't think it would just be strictly the Joker. That's been done. Yeah. You're not going to, I, like I feel I, like you're not going to, you, you can't outdo 
ledger, so don't he, try. He, he knows that, I And think. he knows that, and I think he's going to use that yeah. to his advantage. And I've always liked Batman stories that have multiple villains. In them. Oh, I love I think like, that they're way better. I think that they're, a, a lot of the stories where the villains work together are just are they're cooler to me because yeah. the, the more Batman villains, the better. But with that being said, so yeah, they tease the Joker uh, pretty directly. Uh, not not pretty directly. Directly, you see him. Um, they also tease a few other villains here, which I'd be interested to see what they do in the sequels. But you get a little bit of a tease, um, kind of blink and you'll miss it. Bit of nerd Batman trivia. You get a little bit of a tease for a tease for a villain called Hush, which if you're familiar, familiar, excuse me, with uh, the Batman Hush series that came out, I think it was like the early 2000s. It's a good it's a good story. Um, I don't know if it would work in a sequel because he's a serial killer, kind of like the Riddler is portrayed in this movie. But they do reference that. And uh, there are, I, I was reading something yesterday that all of the cards that the Riddler leaves for Batman, each of them reference or are a little Easter egg nod to a different Batman villain. Oh. So the first one that he leaves at the main crime scene, there's an owl on it, reference to the Court of Owls, those villains. Uh, one of the cards, I forget which one, it has like a puppet on it. People think that's a reference to the ventriloquist. Uh, one of them is a, is a pretty direct reference to Mr. Freeze. There's also one that people are, are thinking is a reference to the Mad Hatter. So there's a lot of different villains that like, they I feel like do. they could do a little, like, I feel like you could make Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was one of them, too. A really good villain. Yeah. If you did it right. Like, she almost uses, like, chemical warfare yeah. as her poison. And she's not, like, just... You know, Uma Thurman. Yeah, basically. using like, using gigantic like, plants. <laughs> although I would love to see Scarecrow again because I loved Scarecrow in the first. Yeah, Batman Scarecrow's thing. a good villain. Obviously, and in, in like he's another villain that just plays on fear. So I think that. And I'd be, be fine with yeah. a Bane too because I thought. See, I don't want to see Bane as, again. As, as much I'm, as I'm good. as much as the Dark Knight Rises wasn't that good a movie. Tom Hardy as Bane, he was awesome. He was great. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. His. How he, like, got vanquished was terrible. Like, yeah. you're fucking Bane. Like, yeah. if Bane went up against... If Tom Hardy's Bane went up against Robert Pattinson's Batman in this movie, mm. Pattinson would be fucked. Yeah. He would Screwed. not be able to handle any of that. Screwed. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different directions that they could go for a sequel. I don't really um, care what direction they go in, because I'm pumped for whatever I can't is. wait. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. I, I they're, hope it comes They're out. going to do one. That's... That's for goddamn sure because it's it's already made like over two hundred and fifty million dollars the first opening weekend. Not so surprising. Yeah, I mean we haven't been to a movie a ton of as packed as it was as we were. It was packed. It, it was, was slammed. Um, but in the more immediate future, they have announced so we are getting two spinoff shows on HBO Max from this movie. Um, one of them is going to be a series surrounding uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And it's going to focus on uh, him taking over Carmine Falcone's operation after Falcone was assassinated by the, by the Riddler uh, at the end of this movie. And then the other one was initially going to be a show about the Gotham Police Department. They have since changed that. It's going to be a show about Arkham Asylum, and it is going to be a horror-themed Batman show. That's set way better. In I don't need Arkham Gotham Asylum. PD. Like we again, got those. we already got yeah Gotham with the the uh, with what's his name from fucking the OC playing Jim Gordon. Yeah, I'm all good with that. that. Yeah, give me give me a horror Arkham Asylum show. Oh man, can you imagine the villains? That they're just going to be villain after villain. After oh, villain awesome! Villain. Love it, love it. I love it. Is I that love on HBO Batman. Max too? Uh, they're both going to be at HBO Max. Oh. Yeah, so Dang. I just I feel like this is just uh, I this is this movie this is the type of movie that having seen it, if I know somebody else has seen it, it's all I've wanted to talk about with them like <laughs> in the in the last three days like 
you know, you, Craig, Seth saw it yesterday. Christine saw it yesterday. And, What'd of course, and Christine loved it. Absolutely oh, loved it. Oh, you saw her? Uh, she texted me immediately oh, after really? she got out of the movie. She was like, oh, my God, that was incredible. I was like, yes, it was. And I'm not really surprised that Seth didn't like it as much. <laughs> he liked it, but I feel like he's always kind of doesn't want to make, like, I feel like he liked it, but not as much as he didn't. Loves. He didn't love it. He, he, didn't he, love he it. liked it. He didn't love it, which I can understand. You know, I, hey, there's definitely some it's criticisms out there in this movie. It takes a lot I for me to them. love a movie. Yeah. I got to see it again. Then I'll know if it's love. Yeah. Is it love? <laughs> I don't know. Let them feel it. Is this love? Because like, I really enjoyed it, but it's it's hard. It's you, it's you get you get in that set and then you watch it. But then if you watch it alone and you're not yeah. surrounded by anybody and it doesn't have the big sound, because like the sound, like watch seeing a movie in theaters, it's always better. Yeah. If a movie can hold your attention on your couch with no surround sound, that's a movie. Yeah. That's love. Yep. That's love, baby. That's <laughs> love. And we loved the Batman. Oh. Andrew, any uh, any further thoughts? On the Batman, other than that, Kat's a stupid butthead for not wanting to see this movie, and I can't believe I don't know she didn't, why she didn't want to see it. Come. What was she doing? Nothing. She didn't have anything to do, and she loves the Nolan movies. I can't movies. sit and for three hours. She, that, that's why she can't sit. That's for three why hours. she didn't see it because it was three hours. Yeah, I couldn't even. And she's uh, she's obsessed with Colin Farrell, but again, he's in heavy prosthetics. He doesn't for this. look very. He doesn't look like Colin Farrell. Farrell. Doesn't look very. She Colin likes Colin Farrell because he's sexy. He is sexy. He's a sexy man. I think man. he's gotten better as an actor. You ever seen The Lobster? I love the lobster. That movie's so so, good. so weird. Such a weird so movie, but weird. he's awesome in that in Bruges. In Bruges is fantastic. She's never seen in Bruges. I'm yeah, like, we talked about like, the other like, and you love Colin Farrell. Yeah, and she, you know what? She probably wouldn't even like that movie. Probably because she's a she saw him in like SWAT. <laughs> with fucking, yeah, SWAT. You know, the worst. I never even seen fucking, the worst like, movie ever. Yeah, I mean, was a Vin Diesel in that? No, yeah. that's XXX. Uh, no, who's in SWAT? Yeah, that's Triple X. Is Vin Diesel. Jeremy Renner's in SWAT. Uh, fucking, I forget who else. Nothing wrong with Jeremy Renner. No, no, Jeremy Renner's fine. Um, dude, I always forget Colin Farrell's Minority Report, too. It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise kind of ruins a lot of things, but he's fine in that. Mm, a lot of Tom Cruise running in that movie, for sure. Just like in every Tom Cruise movie. All right, so yeah, I guess uh, I would say for a final thought, go see The Batman, You Fools, if you haven't seen it yet. And that's about all I have to say about that. Any, anything else? That's all I got. Excellent. I ain't got riddles for you. All right, all right. Uh, so, uh, back to full-on horror next week. But again, this movie is... Uh, is you know, for, if you for, like horror, if you're a fan of horror, for the movies, casual you'll, you'll viewer, like this this, this would be yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. It, it, like, it, what's not to like? And I would say borderline uh, frightening for children. Like if you have a ten year old, I would say I'd know, bring them. I'd bring them, but <laughs> be pr- ready. Proceed, proceed. They with may caution. have nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> they may have a little bit of nightmares. So yeah, uh, if you're interested in more of what we have to say, you can find us online on the following platforms, including our website, which is apod.com. It's A-H-H-P-O-D.com, and we're on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror, and you will find us. We're also on Twitter at Hometown Horror and on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also shoot us an email at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can... What did I say? Did I say email? Whatever. I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought. My mind is gone today. Does it matter? No one emails yeah, us. Anyway, you, can e- you can email us on the bat computer at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast wherever you're listening right now. But we're pretty much everywhere. Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. All the big ones, all the little ones, we are there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We will be back next week with our buddy Matt Audette. And Kat will return as well. 
Go see the Batman, please, please, please go see the Batman. Say goodbye to your listeners, Andrew. Dude, so you mean Catman Returns is next week? Catman Returns. Nice. Catwoman Returns next week. Bye. Later. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. And just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because, of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.